Hey everybody, and welcome back to Popcorn Prattle. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Marcus Sally, executive producer of Shenanigans Incorporated and one of the co-creators of Popcorn Prattle. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. We are but a humble podcast that enjoys talking about movies, not in a pretentious way, but as if you just got done seeing a really good movie and now you want to talk about it with your best good buddies. And of course, as always, I am joined by my best good buddies. Let me introduce you to them. First up, you know him, you love him. He's the man, the myth, the legend. Hey, it's Mr. Stephen Bailey. Stephen, say hi to the folks at home. Hey folks at home, I'm under a tornado watch. And of course, you know her, you love her. She's the ever so lovely. It's the ever so talented. Hey, it's Miss Lindley Key. Lindley, say hi to the folks at home. Hi, folks at home. I'm on sinus watch. I am on martini watch. Ooh, uh, that sounds so much more pleasant than any of our watches. I know, right? <laughs> I don't like this. I'm having a Vespa. I'm having a Vespa martini. <laughs> yes. I'm Marcus and I'm fancy. Yes. I'm an adult. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Happy New Year's, guys. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year's. It's yes. 2020. 2020. We got 2020 vision oh, on the podcast. Gosh. I which has done do. very which has done very well in the past decade. All right. Yeah, we got some I got the numbers. I got an email about the numbers and we are doing extraordinarily well. Hey. Yeah, thanks yeah. guys for tuning in. Absolutely. Yay, and I feel thanks, like every guys. time we we put in a new episode, um we're getting more and more listeners. So, if you are a returning listener, thank you for coming back. Um and if you're a new listener, welcome to the show. Keep yeah. leaving us those uh reviews and comments cuz I love it when we when we get one and we read it on the show and discuss it, that's always a that's always a fun time. I like doing that. It is. It is very much, and it also helps us um, algorithm wise um, on the on the you know Apple iTunes machine. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you guys do for New Year's? Uh, hung out with some friends. You know, took some time to rest. Um, been a little sick this past week, so. So far, 2020 has been about friends and healing. Mm-hmm. Friends that's, and healing. Jesus, that sounds, that sounds much more <laughs> pleasant than it actually is. Uh-huh. Because most of the healing has me, been me in bed with a stuffy nose and a weak body re-watching Outlander Season 3. Ugh. So, Coming back. It's coming back soon. It's coming back. I actually, uh, I got a ticket to the NYC uh, screening and conversation. Oh. So I will be seeing it. Uh, it's coming back on February 16th, but I'll be seeing episode one on February 11th. Nice. And listening to a nice little chat with Diana Gabaldon and Sam Hewen and Katrina and Richard and Sophie. And it's going to be great. We're now I just be, need to figure out what outfit to wear. We're gonna need to to do a special uh, Outlander talk <gasps> for I the would premiere, love that. and and I would like to formally extend an invitation to anybody in Outlander cast. If you could, if, if you know somebody that would the like to invitation to, to Mary and Blake, be like, you want to come on popcorn prattle talk about talk some Outlander. Yeah, because please do. I would love that. Oh my gosh, Lindley, 
This, this is this is a whole a whole new decade, and and we're already kicking it off with like Outlander talk. I love it. Uh, this is this, it's starting off to be a good year, Stephen. <laughs> get ready because you're about to be so sick of us. Stephen did give the first episode a try, so he tried. That's all we can ask, and we appreciate it, Stephen. You're awesome. That's true, and he and he's been watching. He's been watching the uh, the the um, Infinity Saga. Of yes, the MCU. Yes. Which so, one are you on right now, Stephen? Yeah, um, I'm about halfway through a rewatch of the um, Avengers. Nice, very nice. Cool. Having seen all the movies preceding it, I think it makes a little more sense now. What's mm. happening? <laughs> doesn't it? Doesn't it give it like a new, like a new feel to it as well? Like when you you've gone through all these movies and now it's like here's the team up movie. It's like okay. This is what Justice League should have done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You listening, Larry? That's what Justice League should have done. Larry's too busy counting his money. <laughs> and his Joker movies. And his Joker movies. <laughs> oh, God. Award season, man. Like, I I, I think Joaquin might do it. I mean, I know we're going to probably talk about it later. I think Joaquin might win Best Actor for Joker. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's got yeah. a good shot. And should does he deserve it? I mean, mm. see, I think he did a great job. As strictly speaking, as an actor, he threw himself into the role. He disappears in the role, and then more importantly, I think you know when you see him now, he's back to just being regular old Joaquin. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to see who I want to see who he's up against because if he's up against anybody better, uh, they get my vote. Cause, yeah, the Cause Batman purist like and I, I, I look, I enjoyed. It was the best non-Scorsese Scorsese film I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. And I haven't seen The Irishman yet, so maybe The Irishman is better, but I'm just saying. Is it bad that I don't even want to bother with The Irishman? Because I, it's like three and a half hours. Well, and he, and, and, I, and See, Scorsese. I feel the same way. It's it, it's too long. I ain't got time for that. I mean, but it's Scorsese. I mean, he he does good films. Usually. I enjoy, I, I enjoy his Scorsese film, so I will probably watch it eventually. I just haven't you know, chopped up a block of time for me to watch it. So I'm in too, I'm too busy enjoying Disney plus. Yep. Yeah. I watched Lilo. I watched Lilo and stitch and up for the first time. Wait, you've never seen Lilo and stitch. I never seen Lilo (gasps) and stitch. And and that is, that is the cutest movie I've ever seen. And then I watched up and I did not cry Mm -hmm. on the first part. Really? I no. That one I was like, okay, like yeah, that's sad, but like I'm not gonna cry. You know what got me? When he opens up the adventure book and it says things I'm going to do when we get to Paradise Falls, and it's like, and without even without words, it was like I was like, oh my god, like she, I'm tearing up right now. And she was, I was like, I was like, I was like, oh my god, like she, the adventure was being with him, and then she, and then at the end, it was like, thank you for the adventure. And I was like, oh my god, Ellie, <laughs> oh my god, that 
was like a half real cry, actually. <laughs> Not even lying. <laughs> it was a very good movie. I, I thoroughly enjoyed Up. Um, I now get the hype. It is like uh, Into the Spider-Verse. I now get the hype of Spider-Man because of Up. Um, <laughs> audience, we have a very great, we have a very good show for you lined up. Um, we're going to talk about, it's, uh, I'm not even going to say it's going to be a shorter episode because when I say that, it never is. It is never a shorter episode. So we're just going to say it's going to be an episode because uh, we're going to talk about the uh, top 10 movies of the last decade, um, our picks um, individually. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the top 10 highly anticipated movies of 2020, because we've got 2020 vision. Um, so it's going to be in a very exciting night. Now, uh, before we begin, I want to get some logistics out of the way. If this is your first time listening to the show, thank you so much. Um, but we ask just one thing. If you remember, um, I mentioned that leaving a comment and uh, you know, giving us a three star, four star, five star, ten star review. I know they don't go that high, but still, <laughs> giving us any sort of review, subscribing, liking, sharing, that helps us out, and it lets everyone know that Popcorn Prattle is indeed the podcast to listen to, the Film Talk podcast to listen to. Um, we have a lot of fun on this show. We hope you have a lot of fun with us. I know there's a number of people that have a lot of fun with us, and we might say some things you you like. We might say some things you don't like. Dave, who didn't appreciate our comments about how bad last uh, the Rise of Skywalker was. Hey, Dave. Did he like it? Hi, Dave. Dave liked it. Hey, if Dave likes it, then that's totally fine. I have a lot of friends who liked it. Exactly. I... Some people make bad decisions. It's not the worst movie in the world. I it's just, not. It, yeah. We, if you want our thoughts on Rise of Skywalker, go listen to the last podcast after you listen to this one. Yes, after you listen to this one. Because this yeah, one... This is, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one because every year, um, and I looked at the numbers, every year, this is one of our more popular episodes, is the, the recap and the anticipation of what is... What are we excited for? What movie do people need to look out for? People love a good countdown and a, a good list. Yeah, yeah. People love it. I love it. Like on YouTube, I love it when people do the top five worst of the year or top ten mm -hmm. best songs of the year. I, I love it. You know, that used to be a side hustle for me. Oh, really? I you, used to you, voice you I used lists? to voice those lists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I made pretty good money for, like, a whole year just, like, naming the list. And there were some that were, like, kind of freaked me out because it was, like, the top ten, like, serial killers or, like, something like that. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh God. I was like, I'm like, I would, and I had to record at night because, you know, my neighbors would make too much noise. And then I would make these lists and it was like, oh, my gosh, this is so scary. Why am I doing this? Oh, right. The money. The moolah. Um, but yes, yes. So I used to make those lists. Um, but we're past that. We're on to these lists. So let's start the show. Steven, Lindley, are you ready? Ready. Ready. Guys, let's prattle. But before we get into our list, we got to talk about Dracula. <laughs> because, because, uh, uh, we talked about it on the show. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, two times, actually. We talked yeah. about on the show. Once without me. One um, the other time with me. Um, and then I I I watched it because Lindley, you you pointed out that it was out. Yeah. Um, on Netflix and it popped so, up a couple days after the first of the year. Uh, and so I and so I watched it as well. You watched it, but you finished it before me. Um, and then I got a chance to watch it, and I texted you during the the final episode. So we we really haven't gotten a chance to really dig in deep um, into the conversation of this of the series. Um, Lindley, what did you think of it uh, after watching the, um, the this show? I'm I'll say some stuff, and then I'm I'm also writing a sort of review for it for Ooh. Universal Monsters Universe. So get that plug in, uh, girl. If you're not following Universal Monsters Universe, we have a website. Um, I'm on their social media team. I'm going to be writing a review about my thoughts on Dracula, um, coming up, but I, I will admit this. Hmm. I am a Stoker purist. I love the novel. Dracula is one of my favorites. It's beautiful. So I'm always looking for, you know, what's the best adaptation of it. Um, I went into this naively thinking that I was going to get that perfect adaptation because I know Mark Gatiss is a true horror fan. I did not get that, but that does not mean it was bad. I quite enjoyed Dracula for the most part. You could tell it's not a true adaptation, but you can tell that the creators truly cared about the source material and kept Mm -hmm. it in mind because there are a lot of things that harken back to that original novel, especially especially in the first and second episodes. Yes. Where you get to see the crew of the Demeter, uh, you get to see the horrific things that Jonathan Harker endured while staying at Castle Dracula. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. also very different. And I'm not going to spoil what happens in it and who certain characters are because I was truly shocked mm-hmm. when certain things happened. And that's the moment I realized this isn't a true adaptation, but I kind of love what where this is going. Yes. If you want all of my thoughts on these spoilers, again, you can read my review once it's out. I have to, I've been so sick. I haven't been able to focus and actually write these things down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once this is out, go check it out. <laughs> but I I did enjoy it. The only thing is that I felt that Episode three brought a lot of potential. Right. And some awesome ideas. Some things that I feel like the dark universe was trying to do and failed. They somehow managed to do it right. But then it ends. Like this isn't going to be like Sherlock where you know there's going to be another season. This is this is a mini series. It has mm-hmm. a beginning. It has an end. And I'm kind of upset it has an end. It's true, it because it, it has a lot of potential to. It had a lot of potential to continue. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I, um, I, I agree, Lonely. I, I'm a huge fan of the novel. Um, I, th- I think it's beautifully written. Um, 
so I mean, and I and I got introduced to it kind of like on the side, essentially, because it's the it's the uh, inspiration for the book, The Historian. Yeah. Uh, and then and then uh, uh, Elizabeth Kostova, who wrote the historian, she did like her own kind of like translation slash like adaptation of Dracula, but it was it was still like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, so I immediately bought that, devoured it a lot faster than the historian actually, and I was like, <laughs> this is really well written. So uh, going into going into this adaptation, I was a little thrown off because. It was like very clear that this is their interpretation of the Dracula story. Yes. Which I was like, okay. I was like, you know what? We always complain about, you know, like if you're going to do something new, if you're going to do something that's already been done, do something new with it. And so I was like, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to be open. Um, And so I, I watched it and I was not disappointed in the slightest. I, I actually enjoyed Same. some of the changes. I liked the uh the new focus and like i like that it was more focused on dracula oh, essentially clay's bang yeah is phenomenal he plays this sadistic vampire who loves to play with his food mm-hmm. and i love it yeah I, it's a very hammer dracula yes yes it's, it's hammer meets stoker and i really approve of it. And one thing about this adaptation is that while it's not a tr- while it's not a true retelling for the most part, it does stay true to the characters and the changes they make. Yes. Like again, I'm not going to say who some characters turn out to be, but some of the changes they made it makes a lot more sense than, say, something in, you know, a certain adaptation by Francis Ford Coppola. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, mm, I wanted more Mina, but I like what they did with Mina. Like, I, I did, wasn't upset I about yeah. Mina. And you know how I will defend the... Well, and they, they make up for Mina. it. They make up for it with other characters. Agreed. You know and what I mean? Even... Like it was nice. It was nice that because even in the even in the original even in the original novel, I mean, I, I do understand what you're saying about Mina. She was never really like somebody who I was very attached to. I was more. I was actually more attached to Lucy than anything Which... else in the original novel. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and so for for this Dracula. To do what they did, um, I just felt like, oh my gosh, like that is that's a brilliant idea. It 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 modernizes it, it puts it more so in like in our mindset of like here's 2020. We're and all it's about... believable. And yes. you feel for these characters. Yes, it wasn't I... like it wasn't like it didn't it didn't feel shoehorned. You know what I yes, mean? Like exactly. when you talk about inclusion, um a lot of times you think like that really could have just stayed, you know, with this particular gender or this particular race or whatever. And it's, I applaud, I applaud any sort of media that is able to put in diversity without it feeling forced, with it making sense to the overall story. Um, 
And then, and then, just like, I'm just, I just want to, I just want to finish this <laughs> about my review of, of Dracula. Yeah. Um, and and then for and then for us to to get again this this dramatic shift in the Dracula character, even um, for it to make sense and to be interesting and at times even funny. Um, I I could not help but realize Lindley that yes, this is how the dark universe should have started. Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you. This thank, is how thank, it should have started. Thank, 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 thank you. Because it made it made sense. And I and I would and I would venture to say, and, and audience, I'm going to encourage you, because I'm I'm gonna get into spoiler territory a little bit here, but I'm encourage you to like fast forward a like a couple of minutes. Because I wanted to, because I, I have to talk to you about this, Lindley. Because I told you I would tell you my my idea. All of the movies should have started. Sorry, I'm gonna start my spoilers now. Wait, Stephen hasn't. Stephen, if you want to mute it, mute it. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm looking out for you, Stephen. Thank you. I'll watch it at some point. Just when I, I think have time. it's definitely worth a watch. How about? How about Marcus? Because let, even, all right, let him mute. Let let him mute it. Okay. Because for people that have seen it, like I want them to hear this. Okay. Yeah. Is he muted? He's not saying anything. I'll take that as yes. This <laughs> so I'll tell him when to come back. They should have started every movie, every Universal Marvel, every Universal monster movie. <laughs> It should have started in the past. Yeah. And crossed over into the future where... Into the future. Where Van Helsing stops them. Agreed. Because Van Helsing is the best part of that show. I Yeah, the chemistry between um, Van Helsing and Dracula in this, just their, their mm-hmm. cat and mouse... Yes, I could have watched that for several more seasons. And you know what would have been, you know what would have been really cool if they had continued. What? You could have easily done a Sherlock crossover. Dear Lord, why you could can't have done, we have nice things? You could have done that. You could have <laughs> done. You could have done an Arsene Lupin uh, crossover. You could have done a, a series about that, and then put all three of them together, and then that's your quote unquote Avengers movie. Yeah. Oh. Right, <laughs> the Muppet because, universe. Because because Van Helsing needs backup. So who does she call? She calls Sherlock. I approve. Right, I approve. Oh, that would have been so cool. Go ahead and um, uh, let's bring him back in. Okay. Unless you had something to add. No, that's good. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it just makes. I'm not, and I'm not spoiling anything anymore. But I'm going to talk in vague terms again. But it it does make sense, though, right? Yeah, it does. It does, mm-hmm. and especially since it's the same creator. I and I and I went into it not knowing that, and as soon as I found that out, I was like, "Oh my god, you have a franchise right there, easily." But this is why Hollywood should pay me the big bucks, and yet I'm making a school teacher salary. It's it's gonna life be fine. isn't fair, and life isn't fair. But you know what? You know what is fair. Life has been too fair, actually, because for the past decade, guys, we have had some amazing movies drop. 
And I didn't and I didn't realize this. I was on um I was on the show Pop Culture Cosmos, um, which is which kind of inspired me to propose this to you guys. Um I was on I did a guest appearance on that show and I was asked to pick like my top my top movies for the past decade. And when I did my research, guys, there are so many movies that came out in this past decade. That like, there I was were like, some good ones. I was like, oh my god, I completely forgot about this movie. That is an excellent movie. You know, we like we 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 love to talk about like the classics and everything. Like, yeah, whatever, whatever, they're good. But, <laughs> but like, let's let's just keep it real, like. There are still some great bangers that are coming out of Hollywood, and even though they're not maybe not getting the same publicity as you know Endgame bangers. <laughs> yeah, yes, Lindley, I'm working with twelve year olds. Um, <laughs> even though, even though they're not, even though they're not coming out with like you know like the End Games or whatever, um, there are still plenty of movies on this list that are. Absolutely, chef kiss. They're so good. <laughs> They're so good. Um, Steven, you 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 were not able to contribute in that last uh, last segment, but you know what? We're gonna take care of you right now. What were your top ten movies um, of the last decade? Of the last decade, yes. you know, surprisingly, um, I yeah, I was kind of like what you were just saying, thinking that this was going to be a difficult list to compile because I just couldn't really remember that many off the top of my head. Uh, but uh, when I got looking, it became more of a how do I narrow this down? Because uh, you're right, there were a lot of good movies. So <clears throat> this is just my personal list. Uh, I'll start with number 10 and work my way down. Sound good? Good. Sure. All right. Coming in at number 10, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I was Why just about to add list? that to my list. Dang it. <laughs> uh, number nine, The Martian. Okay. Number, That's a good movie. It is a good movie. Number eight, Gravity. Okay. Ooh, lots of space, lots of space. Yeah, yeah. Well, Y'all noticing heavily, a theme that, here? That inspired your... your your cartoon or your animation yeah it absolutely did it was a great movie both of those were great movies um really good um number seven i'm gonna have to go with frozen oh yeah it was a very special date night right before the movie became this global sensation where no one would shut up about it Uh, it has a personal yes he basically just said Lindley I like Frozen before (laughs) everyone else thought it was cool (laughs) yeah I I did because I don't get to say that off drink your nitro coffee and keep going (laughs) I don't drink hippie coffee you drink your Vesper or Vespa whatever I've already finished (laughs) (laughs) alright number six Uh, and this is only only because it did a good job at bringing uh, one of my personal favorite franchises back from the dead, Jurassic World. Ooh, okay. I forgot about okay. that. It was a good one. It wasn't bad. Number five, because this movie is absolutely amazing. This is where it started getting tricky. How do I, how do I start narrowing this down? Number five, Easy A. <gasps> oh, 
that's oh, a, oh, okay, such that's a good a movie. Don't forget tomorrow's Earth movie. Day. It's so quotable. <laughs> I like literally. I will still kind of talk like and pull that demeanor of the teacher. Don't forget tomorrow's Earth Day. <laughs> and just walk away. <laughs> Number four, and we have a comic book movie on this list. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Um, <laughs> that sounded so venomous. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> coming in at number four. It's venom. <laughs> no. Um, and I'll be it's honest. Not that bad. Not that bad. <laughs> compared to this, it's terrible. Uh, I really struggled with whether to put this one at number three or four. Um, but I had to go with, you know, how I personally felt. So for number four, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. I mean, it did win Best Animated Picture last year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it did. It did. The films, the top three for me, coming in at number three, Zootopia. Oh, yeah. Mm. You watch your mouth. It, it was it, it, it was overhyped. Yeah, whatever. No. Number two, Interstellar. Oh, I love that movie. It's so good. Yes, and the soundtrack is beautiful. It's I I think it to this day is one of my favorite all time soundtracks. Yes. Uh, because it's so unique. It doesn't sound it, like any other film soundtrack. It's it's more or less an extra. Um, it's it's the next it's the other cast member. Yes. Because it, it very much is a part of like I mean like when you think of scenes, I I immediately think of like what music was playing during that scene. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it was and it wasn't like just, you know, to to outline like the you know, the emotion of the scene, but it also acts as like a plot device. It's like yes. the little beats of the song represent days on earth that are past. Yes. Um, it's just so good. And my number Hans one person was that, right? Huh? Was that was that Hans? That was Hans. Yeah. Of course it was. <laughs> it's always Hans. It's, it's always, always Hans. Hans. Whenever it's Nolan, it's Hans. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, my number one, <clears throat> my number one personal favorite uh, for the 2010s was the Studio Ghibli film When Marnie Was There. This movie made me cry. And that I've I found that is increasingly easier to do <laughs> the older I get, but this movie like really shook me. Um not because it was like big or anything, but just because the emotions mm. um coming out of it were just so real. Yeah. Um yeah. there there was a moment, I think I've mentioned this before, where uh, one of the characters breaks down and she starts speaking out loud her insecurities. And I was like, holy crap, that is that is so raw. That is me. That is yeah. me at that age. That's mm-hmm. still me uh, on certain days. And it was just, uh, it's such a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There's my top ten. Fantastic. I think that's a good top ten because it's it definitely meant... There were some special movies to you personally on that list, and I think that makes a a great top ten. Lindley, what about your top ten for twenty oh. for the past decade? Gotcha. So 
I I didn't put mine necessarily in like ten through one. Yeah. I don't think I could. I do have to give a shout out though because because Steven reminded me of a certain movie. I did have to take one movie off my list and that was Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, oh yeah. That was a I good love movie. Moonrise Kingdom. But something Steven said, I I can't not put it on my list because that movie is so wonderful and the amount of effort I went through to watch that movie for the first time and the payoff was so great. Anyways, so the way I did my list was sort of the movies I respect from a cinematic level going Mm. down to just personal taste. Like, I know people, it's not the most highbrow picks, but they're what I really love in movies, what I think are great, and, you know, stuff that has what most of Steven's list was that had that personal connection. Um, so I'm starting my list off with The Artist. <gasps> I forgot The Artist that was came a good right? one. in the last decade. I show no, that movie every year. It's fantastic. Yeah. And it's one of Hollywood, it's a definite Oscar bait movie because the Oscars and, you know, Hollywood likes to, you know, congratulate itself in its movies. <laughs> but I feel like The Artist did something that... You know, maybe a little something was missing from La La Land, where mm-hmm. it's a tribute to Hollywood. It's a tribute to how we got to where we are in cinema now. But it's also a movie about growth and learning, you know, it's okay to change. Yeah. And it's just beautiful. That ending, the end dance number, and with pleasure. Ugh. What, whatever happened to... Uh, Jean Dujardin. He's great. Uh, he was in Monument Man. <laughs> I forgot that was even a movie. That is not on my list. Uh, the next movie on my list. I don't think it's on anyone's list only. I think you're I good. Think <laughs> uh, the next movie on my list is Whiplash. <gasps> that was on my list. Oh, yeah. I took it um, off my list, but it's not in my top it's 10, on, but it's on there. It's on my list. Just uh, holy cow. From right? From the cinematography to you, you feel the intensity just watching that movie. Mm. And J.K. Simmons, oh my gosh, that's what that's what that's what brought him back into the public eye to me. I think so. Yep, I I think so too. And oh gosh, just that movie is fantastic. If you haven't seen Whiplash, please see it. If you're an artist, if you are just just anybody, go watch Whiplash. Yeah, uh, yeah. The next is The Favorite. I have to have a period drama mm. on here. It's great. It is a fantastic balance of just quirkiness and comedy and just true raw emotion. And it's just wonderful to look at. Mm-hmm. I love The Favorite. Uh, my next film is, it's one that I had to think about putting on my list but how many times I've watched this movie and still really enjoy it. It's quirky, but it's very, it's heartfelt, not in the way that most films are heartfelt, but I believe everything that's happening. And yeah, I just, I love The Social Network. That's a really good movie. I And it's one of those movies... I'll, some of some of these movies that I looked back, be like, yes, they're they're a great movie, but I don't go and re-watch them. 
I love rewatching The Social Network. Yeah, it's fantastic yeah. Uh, cinematically. The writing. I mean, it's Aaron Sorkin, so of course it's going to have great writing, mm. and it's some of the best performances of. I think of Andrew Garfield, Jesse Eisenberg, Justin Timberlake, D- Dakota Johnson. She's in it for like five minutes. And doesn't doesn't that film kind of like portray Mark Zuckerberg as kind of a jerk? A yes, kind but, of a like really a jerk? But not in a not in a Machiavellian way that they could have. Like you believe everything yeah. that happens in this movie. Like he's detestable, but not in a comical way like he thinks yeah he's in the right but then you see at the end where he starts regretting things and mm-hmm. it's i love the social network um my next one is a recent film that i just saw a couple months ago i have to put knives out on my list i did not put knives out on there because i thought it was too soon but that would definitely be like top of of 2019 mm-hmm yeah. I it's it's fantastic. It's original. It's a completely mm. original idea while hearkening things back to, you know, Poirot from the Agatha Christie novels mm-hmm. with having with it has like a message to it. If you if you don't think about it, you don't have to, but if you see it, it really makes you think. Mm. But you but should and, think about it. And you should think about it. And it's just <laughs> but it's so fun. It's yeah. so much fun. Yeah, and I love is. knives out. Uh, next movie, I, I this is probably going to be on all of our lists, but Spider-Verse. It's wonderfully animated. It's wonderfully yeah. diverse. It's so much fun. It's very heartfelt. And it's probably, one, it's in my opinion, I and I thought about putting things like, I loved Coco. I sobbed during Coco. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, something about Spider-Verse is so unique. Yeah. I just love it. And it's one of only two, I guess now, three comic book movies, but one is debatable. Anyway, Spider-Verse, great. Uh, Another pick is a personal favorite of mine. I know it's not going to be in any grand cinematic archives, but I personally love this movie, and it is called Austin Land. Mm. It's a a rom-com about... A woman who is obsessed with Jane Austen that she spends her savings to go to this Austen experience. And it's just very cute. It's very quirky. But it also has a message of when to realize that the fairy tale isn't all it's cracked up to be. And sometimes real reality is even sweeter than the fairy tale. And so I just love, I love it. It's a cute movie. It's it's the best romantic comedy of this decade, I think. Um, my next movie is Skyfall. Skyfall is probably, Ugh. in my opinion, one of the best James Bond movies out there. I love it. It gave us Ben Winshaw as Q, and for that, I will forever be grateful. Fantastic Bond song, fantastic action, fantastic story. At, I just love Skyfall. It's great. Guy falls great. You want to fight about it? No? Cool. Next one. <laughs> uh, Steven, you reminded me of this movie, and I'm so glad you reminded me of this movie, because my next one, and probably number two, is Scott Pilgrim versus mm. the world. 
I love that movie. It's so campy and so wonderful, but so well made, so unique. I I watch that movie so many times, and every time I do, I discover something new about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's dedication. It's so well written. It's very close to the comic that it's based off of. And it's just a fantastic movie. And my, I guess my number one, if I have a number one, I it has to be Avengers. The first, the first Avengers movie. Mm. I love, I love Infinity War. I love Endgame. But I don't think any of those movies would have been possible if Avengers hadn't been what it was. Oh, that's interesting. Because I, I went the opposite. Really? I did. I'll talk about it. <laughs> I and again, and it also comes down to rewatchability. Yeah. I again, I love Infinity War. I love Endgame, but they're so heavy mm-hmm. that the rewatchability isn't as grand as the Avengers. The Avengers, I still get a kick out of watching that. It opened the doors for so many. Po- possibilities of cinematic universes for better and for worse i it's just it was avengers is going to go down in history as something truly unique oh absolutely and those are my top 10 movies of the decade nice (laughs) i um i could not um i could not pick like a, a you had order. trouble with yours. Yeah, because, well, like I said, I, I was on um, Pop Culture Cosmos, and I just do, I was like, I was just like writing down every movie that I saw that I was like, oh my God, I love this movie so much. Um, so like you, Lindley, I mean, I was able to come up with a top three, but I'm just going to go, this is not any sort of order whatsoever. Like, I have them numbered, but this is not like the top 10. These are like 10 movies that, stuck out to me that I'm like, I think about these movies all the flipping time. Honorable mention, because I, I it got knocked off, but I have to I have to mention this movie. Actually no. I'm gonna honorable mention the movie that I, I just thought of. Molly's game. Have you guys seen that movie? I don't is think that, so. Is that the one I was actually just reading about that today. Because I was actually, okay, I was reading about Tobey Maguire, but it talked about how one of the characters was based off of him, played by uh, Michael Cera. Yes, so Molly's Game is about uh, Molly Bloom, who was the poker princess, um, who basically, like, she she ran, like, the poker games for all the celebrities. And then, like, got, like, involved in trouble, and there was, like, this whole thing, and blah, 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 blah. Jessica Chastain plays Molly Bloom. He just elbows in it. Every time that movie comes on Showtime, I watch it. All right. And I, and it's, like, it's a constant thing in my queue as being, like, I am going to watch this movie. It's, like, that and A Knight's Tale. Um, So I have to mention Molly's Game. Um, Again, no particular order. Us has to be on this list. Us, uh, yeah. Us to I, me, I debated that one. It, uh, it, it, it took, it, once again, it's so unapologetically black. Mm-hmm. I love it. And it's, and not only is it unapologetically black, but it's a movie that you don't have to be black to enjoy. 
You can be any sort of race, but the fact that it is black director, who also wrote it, black cast, um, this story that, you know, goes into, like, you can relate it to black culture. You don't have to relate to black culture. You can relate to, like, just being just being a minority in America in general. Um, that, to me, just speaks volumes to where Hollywood is headed. I don't think it's there. I think it's headed in that direction. And I mm-hmm. think that we need several more movies like this to make that happen. Um, but I think we are in the right direction. Um, next, which was going, Molly's Game was going to replace this, but I was like, I can't. I can't let it replace it. Uh, the Witch. You mean the Vavitch? Sure. <laughs> sure, Lindley. Why not? It's, that movie it's is so good. terrifying. It's like like Black Phillip. No. I, for, no. for like no. a month, I could not... I, I, I was like, I had to use a sound machine in my room because I was so afraid of, you know, that last moment where she's talking to Black Phillip and he's whispering to her. And I'm like, no, I can't. I'm like, I don't want Black Phillip to be talking to me while I'm trying to sleep, man. I'm like, I need that sound machine to come on right now. Um, so, yes. Uh, next up, again, no particular order, Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim, to me, mm-hmm. made nerd culture cool. It, it, was, it was that first sign that I looked around and I was like, oh my God, it's not just nerds that like this movie. Everybody likes this movie. And that was the first sign that nerd culture was finally ex- acceptable within polite society. Um, and I don't think Scott Pilgrim caused that. I think it was a, I think it was like a whole bunch of things, like mainly the MCU. But Scott Pilgrim definitely took advantage of that and was like, "Nerd culture is cool, guys. Get over it." Hmm. Um, Skyfall. Yay. That is the. It's the best Bond movie, Lindley. You're yep. right. It's it's the best Bond movie. Okay, I'm glad I'm not alone. There's Skyfall. No. And I've thought about it. I've thought about. It. I'm like, is is Skyfall really that good? Yes. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it is, and I can't wait to go to Scotland. <laughs> and like every time we go, every time we talk about Scotland, I'm like James Bond's from Scotland, and it's like <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> um, next on my list, uh, Inception. Ooh, Inception to me really kind of kicks off the decade. It's like this; it, it set the tone for like every movie, every non-comic book movie going forward. Yep. And and I appreciate that. I I feel like it was a great start to the decade and it just built from there. And that um, was there... his that was his first big one after Dark Knight, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. And I felt like I was like, you know what? Like this is that really made me more conscious of what makes a great movie a great movie. Um and I and that to me like Inception is definitely uh you know, the catalyst for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is a recent movie by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, I I asked for it for Christmas, got it, watched it. It's such, it will, I, I have, I, I feel like it might win the Oscar for Best Picture. Only because it is, first off, it's phenomenal. 
But second off, it's, you know, Lily, it's like you were saying about the artist. It's that old Hollywood, you know, it's like, you know, the, the, the Academy loves that. And the fact that it's like, it's done in such a way that's so cool. Like, it's a great ensemble. Everyone works well in it. I absolutely love it. Um, What is next on my list? I've already said that one, said that one. Uh, oh, there it is. Birdman. Birdman put Michael <gasps> oh, Keaton Birdman's so back. good. It put Michael Keaton back on the map. And also, it's so, it's just, it's just beautifully, it's beautifully shot. And the story is great. That's a movie for actors. Holy crap. That is a movie for any actor who is like having like a, like a, like a midlife crisis or is like, <laughs> Like, or, like, having just, like, a sense of, like, what do I do as an artist? Like, watch Birdman, because it will speak to you, man. It will speak to you so much. I might watch that movie this weekend. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. I got real excited. All right. Here are my top three from the past decade. And I have to preface it with this. Yes, my top three are all comic book movies. What did you expect? But who cares? it's not it's because... List. It's not because they're comic book movies, but it's because they they did something that, to me, changed the game. Number three, you already know it, Wakanda Forever. It is Black Panther. Yay, that, Black Panther. That movie, I still cry when they go through, when they go through the shield and you see Wakanda for the first time. And again, I cannot describe to you how it feels as a black person to watch that mm-hmm. and and it's like it's you you're not seeing you're not seeing like we're not going to like the hood we're not going to like you know where we where we hate our people this is a this is you're going into a place where like they celebrate the color of your skin and it's wonderful and it's beautiful and it's just the culture is just there and i and again i tear up every single time and people and i and i and i'm not saying black panther is like the best mcu movie that's not what i'm saying but what i'm saying is like the same way i talk about like the no man's land scene in wonder woman that coming into wakanda for the first time it just moves me to the core. I absolutely love it. Also, I just remembered Black Klansman needs to be honorable mention because <gasps> that movie is amazing and it yeah. does not get enough attention. But I digress. <laughs> Number two, this is where I differ with you, Lenny, because um, you said Avengers. And I do agree, I do agree, Avengers did change the game so much. Endgame to me is the crown jewel. Because Endgame was like, we made you watch 10 years of movies to get to this point. You and we did not everything. disappoint you. Oh my God. Like, again, just the image. And I and it's and like someone was just talking about it as like, like, this is what needs to win best best cinematography. Someone put up the image of Cap standing in front of Thanos's army and it's this mm-hmm. sweeping shot of just like one man standing in front of the Chitari and everybody and he's like I'm about to fs up 
like he's like I don't he's like I don't care and then like and then and then when he's like on when 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 Falcon's like on your left that moment of every you know the 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 whole squad the whole squad shows up and I remember being in the audience and like openly crying and yelling out Oh, you done effed up now, Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like I was a kid. I got I was transformed into a kid. And I feel like that's what you want from a movie. You want you want to be transported back to a time, a simpler time. Yeah. Number one, and it's been on all of our list, Spider-Verse. Yeah. There's and, and Lindley, I agree with you. There's just something about that movie that just it's just amazing. It's just like, just like the 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 animation of it. Even like someone pointed out, like Miles's animation is different from everybody else's until he puts on the suit. That's smart. Yeah, that's so it's, intelligent. It's so smart. It's such a smart movie. The 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 shot of him, you know, the leap of faith scene. Oh, and it's upside down. That shot is a. That oh, it's right. That's so good. Oh my gosh! And then like I was like I was like watching. I was like you know that was like I was like going back and forth, going back and forth. And I literally stopped when it got to Miles's scene when he like when he puts on the suit and he's beating up Doc Ock and like who is it? And like Miles comes out and I again it was it was that Avengers Endgame moment of like oh you messed up my boy is here my boy is here he's believing in himself I love it. <laughs> Oh, God, I just get so jacked. Oh, my gosh. I'm crying. I'm literally crying over these three movies because they're, they're, beautifully, they're beautifully done. And, and what, they, they Oh, go ahead. Sorry. What makes me so sad is that, especially when talking about something like Endgame mm-hmm. and, you know, talking about some of these movies being, you know, you know, Oscar fodder or, you know, big Academy Award winning movies... It's a shame that movies as big as Endgame, who accomplish so much, mm-hmm. are never going to receive their proper dues because Hollywood things like, oh, it's, it's, it's a popcorn flick. That's that's it. But isn't that of, interesting? It, it's really, it really is interesting. Especially since those movies earn so much money. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but then, and we've talked about this on the show. So those movies earn so much money, they don't get recognized at the awards. Then you have these really great movies that didn't get a lot of attention, and they get nothing? Mm-hmm. Like, what? It's amazing. Like, it's amazing that movies, I'm looking at my list, movies like Bad Times at the El Royale did not get any sort of acknowledgement. Movies like or or you know the the opposite like you know they got they got acknowledged but they weren't like no one was talking about them as much. Three billboards, her, Nightcrawler, mm. these are great movies. Shape of Water, these were great movies that you know again if you love movies, go see every movie. Don't pick and choose. Don't shortchange. Don't shortchange yourself. Go see every movie. Because I took a chance on Booksmart, and I Lindley did oh, not did not undersell it at all. It's so good. It's so smart. Ugh. It's such a smart comedy. It's Booksmart. 
Hey. Hey. Oh my gosh. All right, guys. It is time. It's time to it's time to once again be wrong about all of our choices. Just once I'd like for our choices to be right. But we're going to talk about our uh, we're going to end the show with our top 10 movies for uh Going into uh, uh, 2020, because we got 2020 vision. All right, so here's what I'm going to propose, because Stephen is getting over sickness. Lindley is still kind of sick. We're going to give you our list, and then we're going to talk about, potentially, we might cut a few. We're going to talk about the top three of our list. So we're going to hear all the list, and then we're going to talk about the top three. So I'm going to write down everybody so we don't forget. Okay. I have my notepad here. Okay, Steven, give us your top 10 list, and then let me know what your top three are. <laughs> so, yeah, looking this, ahead. Uh, are these movies that we think are going to do super well, or just movies? Because some of mine, I, I think, are, are just movies I'm interested in seeing. I Either or. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We do it every year. It, some of our movies are great. Like, there was one year you you said The Mummy was going to be great. We're not going to talk about that. And we that. know how that turned out. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> hey, hey, that same year, Lindley, I said Suicide Squad was going to be the movie that would change the DCEU. Oh, it did, yeah. but in a very bad way. <laughs> so, so this is your your list. Okay. Hook us up. What are your top 10? Well, you're going to be disappointed because I only found three. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anybody, I think the only one, I can literally hear Dave groan through the future. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. I I can hear him skipping ahead. (laughs) I'm not, I mean, I'm not really looking and seeing that many films that look that interesting to me. Um, But I do have three. Here's my top three that I'm most excited to see. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong, obviously. Okay. All right. You watch your mouth, Marcus. I know you. Hey, this is your list. Yes, when did you make is. this list again, Stephen? Oh, like like five minutes before we started recording. Okay, just to, I just want to clarify <laughs> for the audience why it's only four. Go ahead. Godzilla versus Kong. Um, the second one. Hey, we've got another comic book movie here. Uh, Wonder Woman, 1984. Hey. And Tenet. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Hold it right there. So that was Steven's picks. Lindley, what okay. about you? What, I've so got you a, have a full 10. I have a full 10. Like, the the first seven are not in any order. Uh, but sure. I do have a top three. Go ahead. Hit us. Okay, um, I'm going to go backwards. Pixar Soul. Ooh. I think that's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Tenant is on my yep. list. Christopher Nolan, woo. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm. I'm very excited to see how that's going to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm, I might regret putting this on my list, but Birds of Prey. I think we're going to be okay. Or the fabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn. Uh, just because I'm excited to see Harley on her own, and also I'm finally getting Black Mask in a movie. Just 
Did you see? Did you see him in the mask? Yes, I did. It looks. It actually looks good. I'm it excited. Looks so good. And yeah. I'm so, whew, uh, but again, I got super excited about Suicide Squad, so I'm like really, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm guarding my heart. We'll both be disappointed, Lindley. <laughs> another another movie to. Uh, this the same situation as Birds of Prey, but uh, the Invisible Man. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, because it's like from what it is, it's not going in the direction you would think an Invisible Man movie would go. So I love the concept of it. I, yeah. for personal reasons, I stay away from uh, stalker movies. Sure. Which is why I won't talk to anybody about you because I refuse mm. to watch that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, because it's Invisible Man and it's such an interesting concept, I will make an exception and I will see the Invisible Man. Sure. Uh, this movie, I I don't think it's going to be that good, uh, but I'm going to go see it for reasons, and that's Bloodshot. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, because of Sam Hewen. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's... <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it's Sam Hewen. I forget that he's in that. He's... I'm excited to see him play something that's not. I'm he's. I'm excited to see him play a villain. He looks yeah. like he's playing a villain, and well, he's I'm, the muscle. I'm here for it. Anyways, it's getting hot in here. Hot Jafar uh, trade. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next up is No Time to Die. Going back to James Bond, I'm going to be sad to see Daniel Craig go. I think he's had some really good adventures as Bond, Casino Royale, uh, Skyfall, parts of Spectre, and Mm. we don't talk about Quantum of Solace. Mm. Good stuff. Um, But, okay, so my top three. Mm -hmm. Uh, My number three is Death on the Nile. Okay. Uh, it's the... Is that coming out this year? It is coming out this year. Nice. I'm very excited. Are we going to be discussing these more in detail later? Yeah, so we'll... Okay. we'll yeah, we'll talk, like, a little bit more okay. about them. Okay, so that's my number three is Death on the Nile. Mm-hmm. Number two, In the Heights. So excited about that one. Yeah, I'm a streetlight choking on the heat. <laughs> and my number one is Wonder Woman 1984. There's a reason why Wonder Woman, I feel like Wonder Woman should have, it's an honorable mention for my top 10 of the decade, but there's Mm -hmm. kind of a reason why it's not on my list. And I'll explain that a little later, but top three, Death on the Nile, In the Heights, and Wonder Woman 1984. Cool. Um, So here's my 10. In no particular order, I'm going to skip over my, my top three. Uh, Tenet, that movie looks bonkers. Yep. It looks, like, now, like, especially, like, because I saw, like, I saw it was coming out, and I was like, okay, well, Denzel's son is in it. He's great in Black Klansman. I'll see it again. I'll see him in this. But then to to watch, like, what this movie's potentially like, like, we could be getting, like, a new Inception, which well, is great. it's like if you look at, you know, each decade, how it starts the year 2000, we got Memento, uh, 2010, we got Inception, 2020, we're getting Tenet, sort of like a, a spiritual connected trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. It rhymes. Um, Black Widow. Uh, I, I have hopes for that. I think 
I think Black Widow is going to surprise us because, again, every time we think Marvel will do poorly, they end up really, they end up doing really, really well. Remember, this is the same company that made, like, a talking raccoon and a talking tree <laughs> a household name, and nobody knew who they were, like, True. prior to Guardians. Um, so don't don't sleep on Black Widow just yet. Uh, Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. It's not my top three. Um, but I am it's excited. Okay. To, I am excited to see it, though. Like, I, I definitely want to see it day one. Mm-hmm. A Quiet Place 2. <gasps> yep. I listen. I finally watched A Quiet Place, and I was like, "This movie is great," and it's only ninety minutes. Ah, it's so great. That's... I was like, "Man, you scared me in ninety minutes," and it was like the perfect <laughs> amount of time. You um, scared me in ninety minutes. A biography minutes. by. Uh, this movie I think will really scare me though this year. Antebellum. Ooh, this yes. looks great. Uh, it stars Janelle Monet, and you know how much I love her. Um, but this could be like the next Get Out. Um, it's like if you if you haven't seen the trailer for it, it's it's basically like they it's like this this group this group of women get taken back to slavery time, and you think like they go back in time, but then you realize like no, I think they just got kidnapped and are being brainwashed. It's, ooh, Lord Jesus. I got scared because look, <laughs> the wind is howling. Steven, take some of that tornado wind back. <laughs> no! Take some of that wind back. Um, no. Oh, my gosh, guys. Artemis Fowl is coming out this year. <gasps> that was uh, that was almost on my list. I am going to be the, gr- the oldest person <laughs> in that audience, and I don't care. I am seeing Artemis Fowl day one. No one talk to me. I took I took it off to put on Soul. Oh, that's I feel like that's gonna be good too. I do too. I'm getting back into I'm getting back into like the Disney movies. Like I so I realize I realize that I've I've actually seen a lot more Disney movies than I than I like try to pretend I haven't seen. Because I'm they like own I'm, I've never souls. seen a Disney movie. I'm like, have you seen this? Yeah, and this. <laughs> yeah, and this. Yeah, and Frozen. No. But you've seen the other movies? Shut up, Marcus. I still can't um, believe you're just now watching Lilo and Stitch. Oh, it's so good, though. It's so good. I went through an Elvis phase for a few months because of that movie. Well, that's why I waited. So I can <laughs> not do that. The King's Man is coming. Yes. I watch, and I watch like a double feature on FX. They did Kingsman, and they did then they did uh, Golden Circle. I don't think I don't think I ever saw Golden Circle, and I love the first Kingsman. Golden Circle is it's not as it's not quite as good as the first one, but it's still it's it has its charm, and it definitely it definitely made me uh it well it made me a uh, Pedro Pascal uh, fan, uh because mm-hmm. he does a great he does a great job in that movie. Um, this is the way. This is the way. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a good movie. Uh, a lot less Channing Tatum than you originally think. Because the trailer <laughs> makes okay you think like that. he's in it the whole time. He's not. <laughs> You're, so it that it does. It makes it better. Um, okay, so here are my top three. Number three, Birds of Prey. Really? That's in your top three? You know what? It would have been. It wouldn't have been top three. And top three probably would have been. It probably would have been Kingsman, but Kingsman 
got knocked out by Birds of Prey after I saw the trailer. This the and one I, that just came out? Yes. And I'm interested because and I'm interested because Harley makes reference to Bruce Wayne in the movie. Yeah, I named him after that hot hot guy Brucey. Bruce so Wayne. I'm in so there's going to be I think this might be the first movie of the DC of the new DCEU. I think we're going to finally get like a sense of like what have you changed? Where are we at? I'm excited because I want I want to see the cinematic universe grow. I want to see it successful. And if Birds of Prey can do it, I think that's an excellent way to start it because you've got first off, you've got an all-female cast and you've got a diverse female cast. Mhm. I'm all I'm all about it. I'm all about it. And the mask looks cool. Shut up, Dave, because I already hear you I already hear you disagreeing with me. It's cool. Let me have this one. And it's got characters that haven't been in a movie before. Like really great characters like Black Mask and Huntress. Mm Mm-hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I'm so excited for these characters to finally get their dues. Yeah, yeah. It 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 has a lot of potential too to establish a Bat Family movie in the future. Yes. Because Cassandra, uh, you have Cassandra Kane in there. You have, um, you do have Huntress in there. Like you have the potential to like really make this something in the future um, and build a franchise off of this. Um, okay. Number two, No Time to Die. Yes. It's going to be great. It's, uh, yeah. it's like, you can tell from the trailer, this is going to be the movie. This is going to be the one to send James on his way. And I have a, I went to poker yesterday and I have a question for you guys. Okay. That uh, I'm going to talk about later. Number one. Ugh, guys, I'm, I'm tearing up thinking about this movie because it looks, it looks beautiful. And again, I feel like if this if this movie I'm already crying if this movie takes best picture next year then we are definitely on the right track as far as Hollywood in the heights. <gasps> I think I I think I not only do I think in the heights is going to be the number 1 movie this year, I think it is going to it's going to change the game like Hamilton did. It's going to make people take notice. I think it's going to make people, I think it's going to change people in the in the best possible way. Get Lan and Egot. Get we Lan and Egot. And and I and I mean like we haven't seen we haven't seen a movie like this. Mm-mm. You know? It's 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 time. It is time for these movies. I mean no, I mean no no offense, no offense white people. No offense. <laughs> Y'all kind of have cornered the market on like musicals right now, and I think it's high time that my Latino brothers and sisters get their t- get their time in the sun. And I think in the heights is how you do it. It looks so oh my, good. Oh my gosh, the cinematography so... of it just looks beautiful. And you it's can tell by... some of the scenes. It's you can by tell the, the same... scenes that they're making. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say it's by the same director as Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. Which is another fantastic movie. You, I look at, I look at, I look at the picture, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I know this scene, like I know what they're doing, and then there's scenes in there, I'm like, I don't recognize this, and it's different, but I can kind of get a sense on where they're going with it, 
And right now, this is the time you do it. This is the time you make that statement. I'm not going to get political because we, we look, listen, we're Switzerland here. But just know, don't bring no bourgeois onto the show. I'll tell you that right now. But yes. <laughs> so, guys, this this is I'm looking at I'm looking at you guys' top three, my top three. This is a good this is a good damn list. And let's just because we're we're at like hour we're at hour twelve now. Let's round table this really quick. Steven, we'll start with you. Uh, let's go with Godzilla versus Kong. I'm I'm down for it. I, I, I really am. I think, especially after the last Godzilla movie, Godzilla King of Monsters, I think that this movie could be good. You know? I mean, that's... The, you see, that's why I've really liked these other Godzilla movies is because I knew they were trying to build it up so they could get to this one godzilla mm -hmm. versus king kong which is a remake of a really cheesy but still lovable classic uh godzilla versus king kong mm -hmm. um so i mean it's not you know the sort of movie you go to think real deeply about uh it's just to see monsters fight each other and so far they've more than delivered on that Yes, so, <laughs> and with uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, I felt like they fixed pretty much all the mistakes uh, that the first one did, uh, first of all, by having Godzilla in it more. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to have a title, you know, a character be the title character of a movie, you might want to have them in there more than just five seconds. Um, be like calling Lord of the Rings Farmer Maggot. You don't even get to see him. <laughs> you just hear his voice. But anyways, um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. It'll be great to see how they uh, modernize that. It'll be nice to see two titans go at it. Uh, I'm just, you know, if I as long as I get plenty of spectacle and action with this one, I'm good. All right. Nice. Um, I'm going to, I'm, I'm trying to, since we do have some crossover, uh, I'm going to actually skip over Wonder Woman 84 uh, and go to Tenet. Tenet was on all of our lists, Stephen. That was it was your top three. I mean, I think it's. I mean, I think it's just unanimous. I think I. I think Tenet's going to be a great movie. It's going to change the game. I agree. Um, one thing I remember a while back when they announced that Robert Pattinson was being cast. Um, I liked that. That that was the moment that made me think this is going to be really good because I feel like Christopher Nolan, he's always been really good about casting people you wouldn't normally think of for roles and then they deliver, like yeah. more than deliver. Like um, when Anne Hathaway was cast as Catwoman, um, oh. I, I remember thinking like, well, I'm sure she could do it. But at that point, my only conception of her was from uh, the Princess uh, a Princess Diaries, right. um, and uh, she did a great job as Selena Kyle. Um, and I feel like you know, poor Robert Pattinson, he's a good actor. It's he just is. that because he did Twilight, that's all anyone tends to remember him for, mm -hmm. and they tend to ignore a lot of his other work. Apparently he does a great job in the lighthouse. I really want to watch it. Same, yeah. same. Yeah, he um he is he's great. 
and um, just like like watching the teaser, you know, because this one has been kept completely under wraps. Like it's still not really clear what it's about, but the shot in the trailer where you see the car flipping over and then you see it like flipping backwards and then putting yes. itself together. It's like, what? It's going to be great. And I, I agree. I think it is going to be kind of like um, echoes of inception a little bit, how, how mind bending that one was. I think we're going to get that like times 10 with yeah. this one. Yeah, mm-hmm. most definitely. Right. Um, Lindley, we're going to jump to your list, actually. Okay. And we're going to go to Death on the Nile. Yes. So Death on the Nile is on my list for a few reasons. I was not crazy about Murder on the Orient Express. I think it had Mm -hmm. a lot of potential, but just something wasn't quite there. I love Kenneth Branagh as Poirot. Um, And I think it had such a great cast, but just something wasn't clicking. So I'm very excited for this franchise. Not only is it continuing, but to kind of get a second chance to figure out what to do. And it's Mm -hmm. got a fantastic cast. Uh, Army Hammer is going to be in it. Gal Gadot. Oh. So the cast itself, it's great. Mm -hmm. I just want... I wanted to find its footing. I wanted to find what Murder on the Orient Express didn't, but I have faith that this time it, maybe this time we'll be lucky. And Murder on the Orient Express wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad movie at all, but it didn't blow me away. Yeah. And it, it didn't seem like it did for anybody else either. No. And I think, I just don't know. I'm, I'm ready for, I'm ready for it to get a, it's second legs. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I'm actually going to skip over your two, because those are crossovers. Um, and we're going to jump to Birds of Prey to start. And we've kind of talked about it, but I feel like, again, I feel like Birds of Prey is, it. I feel, I, I, I know what you're saying, Lindley, because you got, you got burned with Suicide Squad. But hear me yeah. out. I, I, that trailer got me. And in a way that Suicide Squad's trailers did not. You could, in, in hindsight, you could look at those trailers and you you could go into it knowing this is not going to be what you want. But <laughs> Birds of Prey definitely feels like, okay, like we, we listened. We listened and we learned. We are, and we're not going to try to be Marvel. This is the DCEU. This is our story. Mm -hmm. And we're going to tell it the best way that we know how. It looks like they're not not afraid to pull punches. There are going to be some dirty jokes. There's going to be some, there's going to be some not safe for work content in this. And I am all about that because I feel like that's what DC has over Marvel is that their content isn't exactly made for kids. It's not. Mm -hmm. Because their audience grew up. Marvel tries to get like a new audience in so that people can continue to buy their comic books. But DC, I, whenever I read their comics, I'm always like, man, this feels very mature for a comic book. So I'm, I'm hopeful. Uh, no time to die. Here's the question that was brought up at poker night. 
do you think James will pass along the title of 007 to a new person? I I don't think so. I think they will, and I think they should. I'm not saying they should. I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm saying I don't think they will. I think they know the franchise they have. They know it makes money, and I think they might be too scared to do something that extreme. I mean, if they can't cast Idris Elba as 007, I doubt they're... Because I can see what... I think you're talking about they're going to give it to that new... What she's talking about being a double O in the trailer. Right. I like. I think that would be an amazing change. But if they can't cast Idris Elba as Bond... I don't think they're going to give it to somebody else either. But you can't, especially not you, a lady. You couldn't give it to Idris Elba because the argument, the argument online was James Bond is Scottish and white. Yeah, you can't, you can't give it to the black guy. <laughs> but if you establish within the continuity that James Bond, that the 007 title, that is not exclusive to James Bond, and that that is a moniker that can be passed on to somebody. If you if you make that canon, then you can eventually bring in. Although by that point, Idris Elba won't do it because it's gonna be too old. But like, like then you then you open the door for an Asian James Bond. You open the door for uh, James Bond of Muslim descent. That is, oh sorry, that's Muslim. You know, yeah. you you open the door to a, a multitude of possibilities. By just having it said on screen, I'm giving you the title of 007. And yeah, the franchise has made money, but I mean, compared to the Mission Impossible movies, Mission Impossible is a much better franchise right now. Yeah. And if you're wanna, if you want to compete, you got to make big moves. You got to do something, something big. Do something risky. Do something out of the box. Something that no one has ever seen. And guess what? Even if people hate it, people still talk about it. Last Jedi has shown us that. Yeah, that's true. Because people still talk about... People are talking about Last Jedi right now. I see more posts about Last Jedi than Rise of Skywalker because everybody wants to talk about it because they did something completely out there. Something completely different. Um, okay, now we go back. Uh, because now we get to our two crossover areas. Uh, so first off, first crossover was Wonder Woman 84. 1984. Yes. It'll be good. I think so too. I, I, we'll, we will be pleased. Uh, with Patty, with Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins coming back, I I think we're in safe hands. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be anything game-changing. Does it need to be? I don't think it needs to be, but just from the DC, I'm just like, I just want a good movie. <laughs> just give us a good movie. Well, I mean, it's interesting that the first two movies in the post, uh, no, I was going to say post Justice League, but we've had two movies already. But in this new kind of like under new management DCEU, the first two movies we get are two female led movies. Well, DC has always, that's been a good thing about DC. They've always been more on the, yeah, let's include the ladies. 
a little better than Marvel has. Yeah, but mainly because Harley Quinn is a big merchandise seller and they had a sleeper hit with Wonder Woman. I don't think they went into it knowing that. I think they were like, <laughs> just as a surprise to everybody, like, oh crap, Wonder Woman was excellent. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's the new face of our of our company, guys. <laughs> I mean, it's great. It's great that that happened because, I mean, again, that's what happened with Black Panther and, and the MCU. Yeah. They didn't know that that was going to be a big hit. It was, and now they want to elevate Black Panther. But, I mean, I do understand what you're saying, but I don't, I don't think they went into it with that intention <laughs> of being like, let's give something to the ladies. <clears throat> yeah. But it'll be, but but it will be, it will be good. Yeah. Um, Stephen, what, do you what were you gonna it? say? Yeah. Oh, nothing, nothing. Oh, I had nothing to add. I'm just excited for it because I, because I, because I liked it. I like the first Wonder Woman. Um, easily, easily the best uh, DC movie I've seen um, up till now. So, no reason to think the second one's gonna be terrible because. It looks so different. It doesn't look like a rehash. Mm-hmm. Um, the style's different. The tone is different. Um, the stakes are different. And I'm just really interested to see uh, how they translate that. Uh, the 80s for uh, this type of movie. So that'll be fun. What do you all want to see from this? I want to see Glam. Glam rock <laughs> and the hair. Thanks, Stephen. The mullets. In particular, like from like the DC aspect of it. Oh. Um. Well, uh, I just want to see a good Wonder Woman story where she continues to, you know, grow as a character. Mm. You know, yeah. I felt like that was something that the first one did pretty well. Uh, where she sits out on her own and learns a little something about, you know, blind revenge and um, hunting down the wrong person, basically, um, rushing in and things like that, and uh, learning, also learning about the world. So I guess now she'll have like 50 years or whatever under her belt uh, of world experience. So it'll be interesting to kind of see where she is now and... uh, Kind of see how she grows from there. I'm really interested in that. I agree. I I agree with you, Stephen. I Wonder Woman is an easy character to make stagnant because she is a she's a Amazon goddess who is so powerful and very like righteous and like she's the hero, and that can get boring. I don't mm-hmm. want Wonder Woman to be boring. I want I want there to be character growth. I want there to be challenges. I want us to be surprised. That that's kind of what I want out of this movie. I want to be pleasantly surprised by something. I I what I want from this movie is I want a definitive we are reestablishing the DCEU and this is where this is our heading. This is where we're going towards. This is what we're moving towards in the larger story. Whether that is a Justice League movie, whether that is just, we have several great movies that maybe we just make nods to, but we never have like a full connection. 
but I want to see them. I want to see them successfully iron out the wrinkles between the first from the the old Snyderverse into this new universe. Yeah. And I don't know if we're gonna get that in this or if we're gonna get it in Flashpoint. Because appar- apparently they are moving forward with Flashpoint. It is kind of their breaking case of an emergency. Let's just reset the timeline. But I would very if Wonder Woman eighty four is successful, I don't want the Flashpoint movie to disrupt what they make. Or maybe end credit scene, Wonder Woman runs around and he's like Flash shows up and he's like, Wait, but you revealed yourself here. And she's like, what are you talking about? Of course I've revealed myself. And then she's like, who are you? And he's like, never mind. Flash leaves. And we just see tidbits of Flash throughout these next movies leading up to Flashpoint. That would be a good way to connect the movies. It would. And it would help explain why things are different. I don't know. I would like to see it. The last movie... uh, which again, I feel like I feel like it will win in I feel like it will win Best Picture next year. I think it has a chance. It really does. It well, I think I think right now, from what I can see, Tenet is its biggest is big biggest competition. I think Tenet's the big one to beat. But in the Heights, I mean, everything Lynn touches turns to gold. Yep. He's got the Midas touch, like. I mean, even to the point where I, I, when I first heard about Hamilton, I said, it's, there's no way it can be as good as In the Heights. There's no way. And yet. And yet. It became this phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're going to go back to In the Heights with that new wave of momentum, come on now. Because everybody's going to see it solely because his name is on it. Yeah. Everyone you know? wants to be friends with Lamb manuel Miranda. I want to be friends with Lynn Manuel Miranda. I feel like we could all be friends with Lynn. He's very nice on Twitter. He's always posting about his wife and his kid. Ugh. And get going back to certain conversation before, uh, his wife is a big fan of Outlander. Is she really? And so he'll post about them traveling and how she will just run to a standing stone. I think oh my she God. I think he tweeted at uh, Katrina and Sam and Katrina was like, "Great, can you get us tickets to Hamilton?" Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody's trying to get tickets to Hamilton still, even me. Never seen it. Probably not gonna. I, I saw it with the original cast. Shut up. <laughs> you shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Uh, I. You know what? You know what's also interesting about these lists. What? Um, because we have Wonder Woman on here, but there's not many comic book movies coming out this year. I think Marvel, I think the only one Marvel has going for it in 2020 is Eternals. Uh, well, Sony's also got one, uh, with Marvel. Uh, they're doing Morbius. Oh. Oh, they're doing, oh, and they're also doing Morbius, which the trailer's Mm. dropping Monday. Ooh. That will be interesting. By the time this uh, podcast gets heard by a lot of people, they'll have already seen the Morbius trailer. So hopefully it was interessante. 
Ooh. Vampires. And Jared Leto. And Jared Leto. He oh. has an Oscar. <laughs> this is why this is why you don't let Jared Leto go to Hot Topic, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he, did you hear that he has a cult? I believe. <laughs> Like, like wait, when he started to Mars cult. Of course he did. Did he start like, this one it. or did someone else start it? Oh, you, you what what do you think, Steven? I'm gonna go with uh he started it. Sure. Let's <laughs> go with that. Well, I mean, come on. During Suicide Squad, he's like, hey, I'm the Joker. Here you go. And he was giving his castmates like dead rats and stuff. So it wouldn't be anything weirder than that. But going back to Marvel, I feel like it's not so much the movies we have to look forward to, but the Disney Plus shows are coming out. Yeah, I think this this is the year to really focus in on those, um, which is which is great. I think that's I think it gives people a breather, mm-hmm. and the people that want to watch continue to watch more Marvel stuff, you're gonna get it through Disney Plus. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very much agree. I, I think it's a great I think it's a great opportunity for a lot of smaller quote unquote smaller films to really kind of jump to the forefront. Twenty like the twenty tens, we saw a lot of great movies, mm-hmm. and I feel like if we just continue to take what we learned from twenty ten, take that into twenty twenty, um. You're gonna get some great. We can get some great movies for the next decade, and I and I personally cannot wait. It's gonna be, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. If the um, world doesn't implode on itself before then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we better we better end the show before we get political. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because then I'm, I'm sure someone has dropped a tweet during this recording. Um, pissed off, you know, the world again. Uh, so, <laughs> audience, um, it is getting ready to be that time again for our third, our third Butter Bowl. Butter Bowl! Butter Bowl. That just, it just butter keeps bowl. getting better and better every year. For those of you who don't know, our butter bowl, the Butter Bowl is our Academy Awards because let's just face it, uh, Academy Awards just has a whole bunch of movies that you don't care about, okay? <laughs> yeah. We, on the other hand, we have movies that you care about, and guess what? You get to vote for them. Uh, so next episode, we will put out our nominations, and we'll also announce the categories because we also have like very fun categories. Um, one of the categories this year, guys, definitely needs to be best dad speech. Oh, <laughs> holy crap! Hopper. Dads were in full force, given <laughs> given their like like uh, for the love of God, leave the door open five inches. <laughs> I love you three thousand. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> we that definitely needs to be a category. Um, but there's so many other categories. That sometimes they repeat. Sometimes they don't. We've only done this three times. So by sometimes I mean we've done it two, twice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, we always have a great time. We always have a great time. And then uh, in March, I'm that's when back. I I'm that's when I become back double to champ. Reclaim my crown, which you... I'm still waiting on my crown. 
well, I'm still waiting for you, that year. ring size. I'm still waiting for your ring size. So when you give me the ring size, I'll give you the crown. How about that? That's a, the audience doesn't know about that, Marcus. So audience, we're going to take no. a poll. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick poll. If you feel like Lindley yeah. should pretend to be my fiance when we go to Scotland to get free perks, say yes to the dress. And if, if you disagree with me, and if you think that this is going to ruin my chances of when we're in Scotland to find my own Highlander, then say no. Look, I'm going to in no. exchange in exchange for in exchange for you doing this for me, Lindley, to get the I wanna sit in first class. Then, I will I will be your wingman. I will be your goose. This isn't the kind Maverick, of Maverick, I will be your goose. <laughs> This is going to be such a disaster. I can't hear the the name Maverick the same anymore because my parents got a dog and named it Maverick. See, it's a sign. Woof, woof. No. Maverick. Maverick. Let me be your wingman. No, you can be mine. You're not not going on the the trip, dingus. Stay in your lane. Lindley. Lindley. Maverick. So, folks at home, you can reach me at... (laughs) Yes, that place. That place. Steven, you go, you usually go first. You go first. Steven, go first. I'm going to talk Lindley into, into this idea. No. Oh, what the damn hell? Okay. Uh, folks at home, you can find me on Twitter, at St. Albury. Uh, you can also find my blog. I'm blogger, uh, Bailey's Film Workshop. If you're wondering where my YouTube videos are, they're still there. I'm just kind of in the process of phasing out the YouTube and hopefully, fingers crossed, switching over to Vimeo. I hear they treat their content creators way better. So, yeah. Lindley, where can the folks at home find you? (laughs) Folks at home, you can reach me in a few places. Mostly I'm on Instagram at LittleLottie. That's L-O-T-T-I-E. I'm also now rejoin the world of Twitter, LittleLottie91. I, as I said earlier, I am part of the social media team and writing staff on Universal Monsters Universe. So uh, I'll have my review of Dracula coming up soon. You can find me there on their website, Instagram. Uh, Not so much on their Twitter, but um, still good stuff there. I am also on the blog staff for Outlander Cast. So go listen to Mary and Blake on their amazing podcast that they do. Check out my series called Sassanak Spotlight. If you're a Sassanak like me and Marcus are and you want to share your story, uh, follow the links so I can get so we can get in contact and it'll be great. So yeah. And of course, folks at home, if you would like to reach me, you can always reach me on that Twitter though. Uh, with at Mark, M-A-R-C, underscore Leroy, L-A-R-O-Y. You can hit me up on Twitter. We have a wonderful Facebook group that you can join. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I don't post as much, but you can always follow me. It's fine. It's cool. It's whatever. Um, And then if you would like to hear this velvety voice some more, Hmm. uh, you can always go on to Jaws. uh, Sorry, there's a new game coming out called Jaws of Extinction. I actually just sent in my lines uh, before we started recording. It's very fun. It was very interesting to do a video (laughs) game for once. Uh, And you can also hear me on an audio drama called Continuum Force, where I play uh, Lieutenant Connor Dannard. 
in a very like Star Trek esque uh, uh, audio drama, and I play a Han Solo esque character. I think he's Han Solo esque. The creator doesn't think so, but it's it's fine. What are you saying to me? I said scruffy looking nerf herder. Honey, what are you saying? (laughs) Honey, you're always doing that. You're always scruffy looking nerf herder. She she says the sweetest things to me. The fact that you're not replying with who are you calling scruffy has me extremely concerned. Hold well, well, you married me. You're going to. You're I don't going to marry like me. this game. You're going to marry me. Lindley, <sighs> I need your ring size. Uh, and on that note, good people, uh, I leave you with this. From all of us to all of you, we wish you peace, love, and tranquility. You all take care now. Make good choices. Don't forget tomorrow's Earth Day. The best choice would be to just say yes. <laughs> Dad yet?